Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. This is Matthew along with Zach today, and we're actually uh, live streaming this. Uh, so if you want to stop by on our next episode, because you can't do it now because you're listening to a podcast, uh, come on by <laughs> our Twitch channel, which is the Just Browsing Podcast, and then you could talk to our lovely faces and listen to it live. So yes, uh, yeah, we. If you obviously, if you use Twitch, it shouldn't be that hard for you to figure it out. But if you've never used Twitch before, we're basically while we do the podcast, there's like a there's like a few minutes, maybe ten minutes on the beginning and maybe ten minutes on the end after these recordings are done where we're streaming and it's like a talk show. Yeah. And if you, if you join, we can shoot the shit. And like last time we, when we did our simulation theory episode, we had some random person join the Twitch and they were asking a bunch of really cool thought provoking questions and it spurred some more conversation. So, so it's yeah, a live discussion. Yeah. So uh, feel free to come by and join in on that. It's pretty fun. It makes the conversations a little more interesting. Get, get some outside opinions other than yes. Matt's and my own. So, but today we are bringing you a 2013 movie flashback flashback. Yeah. The so part two, the part two, as some of you already know, we have done these episodes and it's actually been almost uh, a year to the day that mm -hmm. we released the 2013 movie flashback episode, um, where we went through all the 2013 movies that Zach saw in theaters uh, he rated them from a zero star to a five star with halves involved. Um, and then we ranked our top fives, and that was kind of you know the premise of the episode. So I think for these ones, we're probably maybe do like just say the movies that he saw in 2013, and then we'll probably have a little bit of a discussion on the ones that he's seen out of theaters since then. And then we'll just re-rank our top five. So probably shorter episodes with these flashback flashbacks. Um, I don't know. Zach I would like to call them part twos. I wouldn't underestimate my uh, ability to ramble about movies, but yeah, I'll, I'll try and keep. We'll, we'll try and use brevity. Um, you can't ramble about movies. Why not? As we discussed before, you're not a good moviegoer because you didn't see John Wick. We will cover theaters. that in the 2014 movie flashback part two, Matt. Well, we got to set up some suspense for the, the listeners. Okay. All right. So yeah, like Matt said, um, for those of you who have not listened to the movie flashback episodes. I believe it was November 22nd of last year, according to our Podbean page, that we posted the first of these, which is called a 2013 movie flashback, in which you know Matt just described it. I basically, I'm a, I'm a movie nerd, so every year at the end of the year, I put together a spreadsheet uh, with a list compiled of the movies that were released that year, that I saw that year, rank my top five, and we had the idea as, so we kind of got through Obviously, one one episode per year from 2013 all the way through 2020 um, last year, and then it, and I think it kind of spilled into the into this year a little bit as well. But um, we kind of had the idea during one of these episodes to come back and revisit these and add in the movies that were released during these years that I have seen in the years since, and then kind of take a look back and reevaluate my top five, see if it stayed the same, see if I think some new movies have popped in. And I, I think the ultimate goal was to be to kind of have like a finale episode, like the the final boss of the of the movie right. flashback episodes and go, okay, here's a giant list of probably just like take the top fives from each year and put them all on the list and go, okay, these are the five best movies from each year for the last eight years or whatever. What's the ultimate top five of this list kind of thing? Right. So it's like the best. It's, it's the best of the best. And then obviously, as as years go on, we'll have to like tack stuff onto that. But it'd be, I think it'd be kind of fun to look at like what is like my top five of any movie released from 2013 all the way through right. to present. I, I day think we came up with the like the this idea literally on the John Wick episode because I was yeah like brought that up. I'm like, wait, you didn't see this one? And then we were like, we needed to go back and yeah, like, you need to kind of retroactively this. look at it. Well. And because you found the John Wick one, because basically we were going through my list, and then you would just go to like the Wikipedia release schedule for that year and go, okay, here's some movies that that Zach didn't see that year that were released that year, and you'd be like, bro, you didn't see this one. I'm like, oh no, I have seen that one, just not in that year. And we went kind of through the whole thing. So that's the reason for going back um, and retroactively looking at this. So again, um, with all of that said, if you have not listened to the prior episodes, um, definitely you know please go back and check those out. Um, we we had a lot of fun talking about those. So there's one, like I said, one per year from 2013 all the way up through 2020, and then obviously um, as this year ends, I'll put together a list for 2021, and we'll talk about that one. Um, but yeah, we're gonna kind of go back and do the the part twos, the redos of these, and see if the top fives have changed at all. So. 
I think what I'm going to do uh, is just kind of very quickly read through the list, although this list is like 50 movies long of the original list. Um, we went in depth and kind of over all of these movies on the original 2013 movie flashback podcast. You can go back, listen to that one, hear the ones that we really liked, the ones we didn't like, all that kind of stuff. But I'm just going to kind of uh, really quickly just read through the list. And then the the movies that we'll talk about a little bit more in depth are the new ones that I've added that I've seen since then. So without further ado, here's the list. So this is going to be kind of rapid fire. So forgive me if this is uh, kind of a lot of information coming at you. But in alphabetical order, here we go. So Two Guns, 21 and Over, After Earth, American Hustle, Anchorman 2, Broken City, Dark Skies, Dead Man Down, Delivery Man, Elysium, Ender's Game, Evil Dead, G.I. Joe Retaliation, Gangster Squad, Insidious Chapter 2, Iron Man 3, Man of Steel, Monsters University, Movie 43, Mud, Now You See Me, Oblivion, Olympus Has Fallen, Pacific Rim, Pain and Gain, Paranoia, Parker, Prisoners, R.I.P.D., Side Effects, Snitch, Star Trek Into Darkness, The Conjuring, The Counselor, The Great Gatsby, The Hangover Part 3, The Heat, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug, The Hunger Games, Catching Fire, The Iceman, The Purge, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, The Wolf of Wall Street, The Wolverine, This is the End, Thor the Dark World, Warm Bodies, We're the Millers, White House Down, and finally World War Z. So that was the original list. Um, yeah, and a great episode. Yeah. So again, that was rapid fire. Um, go listen to the original episode to hear more in-depth discussion of those movies, but that was the original list. So in 2013, or I guess at the end of that year when I put this list together, I had originally seen 50 movies that were released that year. I have since added another, what is it, 27 that were 2013 movie releases that I have seen in the intervening years. Um, so without further ado, we should go through those. Do you want me to just start and then you can kind of I, – I have them in alphabetical order on my Well, I just um, sorted them by stars. Oh, so okay. do you want me to read – I can read bottom to top. Yeah, let's go bottom to top. So I'll go ahead and read. Hang on. Actually, let me do that so I'm like looking at the yeah, same dude, kind of I'll thing. I'll just wait on you. Wow. Um, let's go – you want to go bottom to top, you said? Yeah, so I start. I just sorted Start with by, the lowest rated ones? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm so, filtered. I'm filtered, bro. Uh, again, Let's go. these all go from zero to five, including half stars. Um, so in okay, yeah, the only one and a half star is Killing Season. I've never seen it, so uh, I won't say anything about it. Yeah, that's there's not much to say about Killing Season. I believe I'd have to look this up to, to double check my memory, but it's got John Travolta and. I'm I, maybe like Dolph Lundgren. I think I don't know. It's kind of a weird. No, it's it's John Travolta and like Robert De Niro. I think and they're. It's a very strange movie. John Travolta plays like an ex like Russian soldier, and then Robert De Niro is an ex American soldier, and they're just both playing like really old former soldiers, and like one of them lives in the woods, and the other guy's trying to kill him. It's it's not very good. It's kind of a weird. A weird movie that like no one ever talks about because it came out and it wasn't very good. And it's just like weird having two like super famous Hollywood movie stars playing these like really strange parts in this not very good movie. So speaking yeah, of a not very good movie with some big name people and one of the biggest budgets that never made their money back. Uh coming in at the first two star is The Lone Ranger. Yeah, did um, you see that movie? I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it afterwards because I heard how bad it was mm -hmm. and how long and like drawn out that I just sat there and I was like, I, I'm don't know what's going on. This isn't very entertaining. So I was very disappointed by it. But Johnny Depp made like 40 million. To yeah. It, so I don't really have a lot of I don't feel very strongly either way about the Lone Ranger. I mean, I gave it two stars, which I think is probably a pretty fair rating. I think some people will probably be a little bit more harsh on it and give it even um, a, a worse score, but it's just, yeah, it's not very good. I don't, I don't have very strong opinions about it. I've, I think I've seen it once and then I've never watched it again. Basically. Uh, another two star is the place beyond pines. Never seen it. So. Yeah. The place beyond the pines is a weird one. So there's a handful of movies that have come out and everyone seems to really love. And I just don't get, I just didn't like them. And this is one of them. I, if you, if you go on like any sort of like, internet movie 
you know, database and read reviews and people talking about movies. The Place Beyond the Pines is like a very, very well-reviewed, well-regarded movie. And I thought it was honestly pretty bad, which is like really shocking. It's got like Ryan Gosling, Eva Mendes, That's why Bradley it was Cooper. Bad, he's a liability. <laughs> Fucking remember the Titans. <laughs> um, and you would, you would think by like, I, I bet you like when I leave, look up the trailer on YouTube for The Place Beyond the Pines. When you see the trailer for it, you're like, this movie's probably going to be dope. And then you watch it and you're like, yeah. It's like, one of those movies that gives all the best good. the best scenes in the trailer that sucks you in. You're like, great. And then you watch it and you're like, kind this of. Is a yeah. It's just, I'm not really sure. And it, it goes on this weird, like, there's, when Bradley Cooper's character comes into it, I don't remember much about the plot, but it goes on this very weird, like, extended background kind of story in his character who was previously not really in the movie at all up to that. So, like, you think it's going to be mostly about Ryan Gosling's character, but then towards the end, there's like 40 straight minutes of just like Bradley Cooper's backstory. And it's, it's just very weird. And it was kind of long and boring, and I, I was just not a fan. Maybe I'll have to give it a rewatch at some point and see what I'm missing. But there's been another movie like that um, that was called uh, There Will Be Blood that everyone thinks is like one of the best movies ever made. And the first time I saw it, I thought it was terrible. And then I revisited it years later when I was in college thinking like, oh, maybe I missed something. I still didn't like it. <laughs> so maybe the place still beyond the terrible. pines is, is something like no country or uh, there will be blood. I just, I was going to say think, no country for old men was great. What no country for old men is fucking gold. What are you talking about? Sorry. I got, I get those two conflated sometimes. But. Well, jumping into our two and a half star rated movies, we have Hansel and Gretel, witch hunters. Have you ever seen that? No, I think I saw the previews and I was like, that's pretty dumb. It's pretty cool. If you like, um, underworld or like resident evil or anything like that, it's kind of right up it's your just alley. Just with witches this time. Yeah, I mean it's it's got Jeremy Renner, who's Hawkeye from the Avengers movies, and then I I think I, I forget who the female part is, the main lead for the female part. I want to say it's um not Charlize Theron, but the lady who's in uh, Interstellar. Man, I'm drawing a blank on all the names the I want to think of today. Yeah, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, right? she's in like. Zero I'm pretty sure she's in that movie. I know her name too. It's really bugging me that I can't remember it. But it's just them like going around killing witches and trying to save people. I mean, it's like, it's pretty cool, you know? Well, It's like an underworld movie. Joining, they're not, not going to win any Oscars, but they're entertaining. Right. Joining it with uh, two and a half stars is Runner Runner. You ever heard of this one? Never heard of it. It's a very random movie with Justin Timberlake and Ben Affleck where like Justin Timberlake ends up kind of infiltrating this online poker company that Ben Affleck runs and he ends up traveling to this kind of exotic location where Ben Affleck's kind of like the king of this little town because he he runs this online poker website and he's Justin Timberlake is trying to prove that he's cheating with the software or something like that and that's how he's gotten all these millions of dollars I honestly thought it wasn't bad I mean I wouldn't recommend going out of your way to watch it but like right. if it's on I, I would watch it you know it's so it's okay interesting well now jumping into the three stars looks like there's a lot of those we have bad words yeah bad words is really funny have you seen that one was that didn't they make a sequel to Bad Teacher? Is this it? I thought there was, or is it Bad no, Teacher Two? Is like I thought I they made a sequel to that one. Maybe they made a sequel to Bad Teacher. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but um, it's not related to Bad Teacher anyway. It's mm. it's got Jason Bateman, who's been in like all kinds of right. shit, um, and he's basically going around. He he figured out some loophole where he can legally compete in spelling bees as like a grown ass adult man. Oh. And he's like going around and he's dominating all these spelling bees and beating all these kids and being like super cocky about it. And like everyone fucking hates him. And it's all about him. Like, I won't kind of give away the spoiler because like this, the story beat, you kind of figure out why he's doing that. And he's not, he's not exactly like the dick that he is portraying, portraying himself yeah. to be. Um, but it's, it's funny. It's just like him. And then he kind of has to like, he goes to like the national spelling bee, so he wins all the regional tournaments or whatever, and he gets to the national spelling bee, and of course the the country is just irate about it, right? And he becomes kind of like begrudgingly like a father figure slash friend to this little Indian kid who is like this genius speller who's like competing with him, and then they kind of go back and forth, and they end up competing each other in the finals, and he has to decide like whether I'm gonna try and beat this kid or should I like let him win, win? and then you know it's 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 funny, but there's a lot of like. Going back and forth of him like shitting on this kid and the kid <laughs> shitting on him and stuff. It's pretty. It's pretty good. I'll have to watch it. Uh, Beautiful creatures, another three star movie that I've never. Beautiful ever creatures heard of. is kind of cool. Um, I would say it's very comparable to like a Hansel and Gretel witch hunter. It's about like witches and stuff. 
Um, it's got the lead. I think her name's Emmy Rossum. She's um, the lead. She plays Fiona in the show Shameless. It's probably like her most famous role, but um, she's in that movie. It's 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 pretty cool. I, I wouldn't again. It's not it's not one I would go, say go, go out of your way, way to right. watch it, but it's it's pretty entertaining. Then there's Carrie, which I'm pretty sure that's a scary movie, isn't it? Carrie is the remake of the original movie that's based on the Stephen King book. Yeah, um, so I never the, saw that. Moving the on, the chick who you know, the high school chick who has like telekinetic powers, she can move things with her mind. and oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I I believe I've actually only ever seen this remake. I don't think I've seen the original that came out in like the seventies. Um, but I think the the original is supposed to be much better. Um, I, I thought this one was was pretty decent. Uh, then there's Don John, which I'm, if I remember this correctly, isn't that the one where this dude has a chronic masturbating yes. issue and like always goes to church and yes. tries to repent his sins and whatever? And so like, yeah, so Don John is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and I believe yeah. this is his directorial debut for this movie, and he plays a guy who basically is addicted to porn and masturbating to porn, and it's all about him kind of like trying to overcome this addiction of his, and he meets this like older lady played by Julianne Moore, I think, who like he becomes kind of sexually involved with. And it's kind of about him like realizing that like now he has like an actual emotional connection to a woman. He kind of stops needing the porn and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, weird, weird movie. It's weird, 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 uh, weird setup and plot for a movie. And it's, not bad, but it's not great either. I would say it's just it's just kind of a weird. It's it's kind of like a Fifty Shades of Grey type movie where it's just like it's it's eh. it's not what I would have expected Joseph Gordon Levitt to do for like the first movie he directed. You know right. what I mean? Especially coming off like Batman. Exactly, being in the Batman movies and stuff. And I don't know. It was just like okay, wow, uh, this is what he wants to do. Great. But I like Joseph Gordon Levitt. He seems I, to, I think he seems he, to be yeah. pretty good in mostly most of the stuff he does. So, well, <clears throat> a great movie, Fast and Furious. Uh, 73 or something like that was released. Have, oh, so Fast and Furious 6. Yeah. Have you seen... How many of them have you seen? Have you seen all of them? Uh, I think I watched up to Fast 8. Okay. See, I stopped at 7. So I've, I've only seen, you know, this this one right. 6, so and I, I saw one more after I didn't, this one. I, don't, I didn't see 8. Okay. Um, yeah, Fast 6 is not my favorite. Fast 5 is my personal favorite out of the whole... Out of all the ones that I've seen. Um, but this one is just, I think... I mean, Fast Five got to be pretty ridiculous, but Fast Six is really where they they start just fully veering into the territory of like this is absurd. <laughs> is this the last one with Paul Walker before he? No, that was number seven because that's okay. the one that I stopped on. But this is the one where it's like, remember everyone was making the famous like jokes about how the runway at the end of the movie Dude, is like yeah, I always want to know miles yeah. long because they're just on this plane I've that's trying to Google take Earth off for, for like runway and I can't 35 find minutes yeah. and it still hasn't taken off or crashed into something so it's as, like as they're driving you know 95 to 300 yeah. miles per hour down a runway yeah. yeah so that yeah there, there's fast 6 for you um homefront is the next one that's a three star movie have you ever seen homefront i have not it's a jason statham movie that's honestly i feel like probably pretty underrated in terms of how jason statham movies go if I mean, speaking of, there's a Fast and Furious connection there between Jason Statham as well. But um, I think if you like Jason Statham being a bald, badass British dude, um, this is a pretty good have one. Have you ever seen him with hair? I don't think I ever have. It'd be creepy. It's kind of like seeing Joe Rogan with hair, like seeing really old pictures of Joe Rogan with hair. You're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> that's an old whoa. picture. Um, yeah, this one's kind of like, it's him and um, James Franco is in this. And James Franco plays like a meth dealer drug kingpin guy in like this small town and i want to say jason statham of course you know the background of his character is he's some ex-cop or ex-military guy he's always some ex-military guy because they have to figure out some way <laughs> some excuse to explain how he can just beat the shit out of everyone um but he kind of like has to take down he, he i think he like moves to this small town in the south to try and live like a quiet life you know what i mean and then he figures out that james franco's character kind of runs this town with an iron fist and then he goes about trying to stop uh james franco's character from like fucking everyone over basically it's pretty good interesting i've definitely seen worse jason statham movies i will say that well i haven't seen this next one which is inside lewin davis yeah that's a coen brothers movie and it's not my favorite coen brothers movie i know a lot of people really like this one um it's basically oscar isaac is the lead and he plays a musician who used to be in like a duo folk kind of folk rock band and his partner you, you never really see this but it's part of the backstory his partner like committed suicide i guess and oscar isaac's kind of just moping about most of the movie trying to like 
rekindle his music career and like his basically to like stave off depression. It's, it's a really like sad movie. Um, but a lot of great music, a lot of great performances. There's a bunch of really great actors in that movie. Um, but not my favorite Coen brothers movie. I would say my favorite Coen brothers movie is probably the big Lebowski and then probably no, no country for old men after that. Both great movies. Well, the next one is jobs, which is the, I'm getting mauled by this vicious creature, (laughs) but that is the Steve jobs movie. Yes. Um, the first one that came out within like, I don't know, seven years of each other. And this is the one that stars Ashton Kutcher. And this was the big deal because a lot of the marketing for the movie was like Ashton Kutcher looks exactly like Steve Jobs when Steve Jobs was whatever age, you know, like early twenties. And he really does. If you've ever looked like, if you're listening to this podcast right now, hop on Google and look up like a side by side comparison of, Ashton Kutcher, like with a beard for this movie, next to Steve Jobs when it's he like was Rami like twenty something, it's it's clean. uncanny how much they look alike. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the movie just doesn't work very well. It, actually, the movie called Steve Jobs that came out a few years later, which is actually on one of these movie flashbacks that we already covered, that was like my favorite movie of that year, is a far superior movie, and it's got Michael Fassbender playing Steve Jobs, who doesn't really look like Steve Jobs, but does a much better performance. Right. Um, but about J- the character. Jobs is not bad. It's not a bad movie. I think just compared to the Steve Jobs movie that came out later, it's not very good. So, yeah, three stars, I think, is pr- probably pretty fair for that now one. Now we got Old Boy. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of or seen Old Boy before, but let me go on like a quick little thing about Old Boy. So, Old Boy is a movie directed by Spike Lee, I believe, starring Josh Brolin. And it's a remake of, I believe it's a, I might get this wrong. I think it's like a Korean movie or maybe it's Japanese. Someone could double check me on that. Um, But the original movie, which I have not seen, is apparently like very widely regarded as this awesome action movie, like this super badass action movie. Old Boy, the remake, the Spike Lee remake, is also full of a bunch of dope action, but has one of the most fucked up plots I have ever witnessed in a movie in my life. Like the ending, if you've never, obviously I had never seen the original, so I don't know if the original has the same plot, but you probably would know that going in if you'd seen the original, but I hadn't. So the story comes to a conclusion at the end and you're like, oh my God. Like it it was one of those twists where it like, my jaw was just hitting the floor. So I would say, I would recommend Old Boy if you're into like John Wick style like action sequences of one guy taking on like a whole bunch of dudes and just killing all of them. But a lot of it is like hand to hand combat, no guns and stuff like that. And Josh Brolin just like fucking runs through like, I don't know how many guys just butchers like hundred, like 150 dudes. (laughs) This movie, it's fucking insane. Well, the next one I actually really like is the family, the family. I've only seen this one time and I need to rewatch it. Great movie. Yeah. Robert De Niro basically playing like, Kind of like uh, there's a lot of references in this movie to Goodfellas. Actually, right. it's kind and of like meta ex, like, about like not, not a mob boss, but an ex mob enforcer. Yeah, like an ex 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 mob guy who was pretty high up. Who the plot goes like he basically turned on the family, right? right. And he he's in witness protection, and his family's in. I think they're in like France somewhere or something, aren't yeah, they? I think they're in France, like in yeah. a very nice small village. Yeah, some tiny village in France. And Tommy Lee Jones plays like the guy who's. His handler, basically, in witness protection. Yeah. And they move into this small town, and he's telling them to just, like, please, for the love of God, just live a quiet life. This is, like, the hundredth time they Yeah, he's had to move them who knows how many times, change their identities, all this shit. And he's like, please, for the love of God, just live a quiet existence so you can make my job easier. And, of course, they don't do that because, obviously, Robert De Niro, his wife, and his two kids all act like gangsters because they're used to this life. And they start fucking shit up in the town and kind of causing attention, and then... They catch the attention of the mob who's still looking for them, and then the mob guys show up. Bro, and they the have ending this scene in that is so good. I need to rewatch this movie. With, I have not with, seen with this the in a long time. Kids in the time. street. Oh, rewatch it. So good. I've only seen it the one time, and I must have seen it like only a year or two after it came out in 2013, oh, and I haven't seen it since. I've then, watched but. it, and I was like, "This movie is great. Like, this is a fucking good movie." And it's just, dude, give me all of the Robert De Niro in a gangster role. Like, bro, give just, me give me all of the like mafia mob movies yeah. you can. There's there's even a bad one is still entertaining to yep. watch. You know what I mean? Like this is not, I would say this is not one of like the best gangster movies ever, but it's very entertaining. Very. Next we have the internship, which 
Is that the one? I know there's. I think there's multiple the internships, but that's the one with um, uh, Owen Wilson and um, mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn. Yep, bro, hilarious, great, pretty great, good. fucking pretty movie. Good. Yeah, it's not. I would say it's not Wedding Crashers, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, but it's. It's pretty funny. It's it's a, they're they're funny together. Yeah, they're great. And Vince Vaughn, I think, is honestly one of my favorite comedic actors of all time. He is so funny. Like, Dude. and just the the like kind of bounce back and delivery, the chemistry between those two guys is just yep. perfect. So that was yeah. Great. The internship is a solid recommend. Uh, moving into the three and a half stars, there's only two of them, and one of both of them are great movies. One is Frozen. Yeah, Frozen, um, the animated movie. I mean. Anyone who has kids or anyone who has eyeballs and uh, talk about a Disney Plus talk about a knows, um, knows what this movie is culture shock though for like the Pixar Disney mm-hmm. you know animated movie scene animated movies have been coming out every year and there's been good hype around a lot of them but I mean what Monsters University came out yeah Monsters University came out the same year there's hype around it but not like when Frozen hit. Like it hit, like dude. Stores became just frozen themed. Like it was like a, the new revolution, just a culture shock of uh, a Disney movie taking over. Like it was the fucking thing yes. At, on Halloween. All the girls wanted Everyone to dress as Elsa. Elsa like yeah, just insane. Like there was no bigger movie in terms of a culture shock in these years, in my opinion, than Frozen. Yeah, I don't think people really fully understand how gigantic of a movie that was for being an animated movie. Like, it made well over a billion dollars at the box office globally. Like, if you look up how much money that movie made, and then, like you said, just the cultural impact of it, of how how much merchandise has been sold off of that movie. Let It Go being remixed. Oh, my God. The song was everywhere. I actually went with Taya to a like Broadway play version of Frozen here in Denver that was fucking awesome. It was honestly like yeah, really I mean, cool. It just like it was a culture shock. It just boom movie, Dude, and you haven't gigantic. Seen, I can't remember the last animated movie at least that had anything like this and it was just boom dude and it just took the world by storm it was absolutely massive like probably the biggest movie that came out during 2013 i bet bet if we went back and looked at the box office it's like maybe the highest grossing movie of this entire year yeah yeah i I don't think there's any like understating how gigantic of a movie frozen is have you seen the sequel by the way while we're talking no i haven't seen frozen 2 it's honestly it's pretty good it's pretty solid i think the first one's probably better but it's pretty good i'm gonna one of these days when I just have like all 24 hours to do nothing, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to try and find like a YouTube video with all the Pixar conspiracy theories. Oh, dude. And try and watch so the Pixar movies in like the order that they're supposed to be watched. Right, right. Because you know, like people think that Elsa, like their parents were Tarzan's parents, and people at Pixar are like, no, no, or Disney are huh. like, no, 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 that's not true. But Tarzan's parents were shipwrecked on the jungle right and okay. so they, their house was built you're talking about like the animated right 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 i haven't seen that animated tarzan in years so it, a shipwreck caused them okay to go there so people are thinking that that is their parents and then like monsters inc one of the doors there's a picture of sid's bedroom from toy story dude i love that shit. like i love that shit so they much. have so many and in uh, another one of or in toy story there is a toy that was in another movie like mm. Every movie is connected. Yeah, there and is so, a Pixar verse that it's it's. So I want to like see what the yeah. the exact order of these Just, movies should you, be. You, I think you got it right. You got to go track down a a video on YouTube of someone who's clearly spent far more hours than right. you have looking at it and just get there going, here's what the connected universe is and here's here's the like chron- chronological flow of it. Because if you try to do that on your own, it's going to take you God knows how long. Well, much we time. know Frozen's going to be before a lot because, you know. Well, and then so there's like medieval. these weird, um, like, how exactly do you figure out how like cars works into it? Because there's not really any human beings in the cars world. So like, there's some. I, I remember right. seeing one of these videos one time where like there's some sort of an explanation for like how the humans are now gone and there's these animated cars that are now like it's have, an AI taking over the universe. Go back to one of our other episodes and you can uh, listen. <laughs> there in you on go. How the AI exactly. Takes over the universe. Exactly. But uh, moving on, the next three and a half star movie is Lone Survivor, which. Um, you a fan of this one? I love Lone Survivor. I mean, when I say I love I love the movie, the story, it, I hate. Just just mm-hmm. because of what it is. I mean, it's a great... It's a greatly bad story. Mm-hmm. The story and, and the fact that someone survived to tell it is is amazing. 
the reason that there is a story is like it's tragic. You right. Know? It's, for a, sure. it's a tragic sure. event. Um, and with Veterans Day being last week, you know, shout out to all you veterans if you're listening. Thanks for your service. Um, but I love this movie. I'm a big war nut, you know, and, and the fact that this is based on a true story with, you know, um, the actual man himself was on set going through everything. All the guys that were in it went through like seal, not the full seal training, but seal yeah. training to Enough make this to movie make like honor it. Basically, yeah. I can't. There's there's not a single complaint. Maybe that the movie's really long, and there's a couple parts that I'm like, you could have probably shown it and then cut a little bit, like five minutes of him laying behind a rock. But I get the suspense of yeah. He probably laid there for five fucking days. This is uh, Sam's like maybe his all time favorite movie. He he said he's rewatched so this good. like countless times. Um, if you're gonna read a book that's a nonfiction book, that's the basis of one of these. You know, if you want to kind of see book to movie adaption, Lone Survivor. The Lone Survivor book is amazing. It blew me away when I read it, and I when I read that, I think I read it when I was in college, like my freshman or sophomore year. I did not, I kind of understand better now, but I did not have a true understanding of how truly insanely difficult that Navy SEAL training is until I read that book. Because like the whole first, like I would say third to maybe half of that book is before he even gets to the story of what happens in Lone Survivor. And it's all about him going through training. Dude, it's like it's fucking insane. If SEAL training doesn't kill you or make you quit, you become a SEAL. Yeah, like and he, he was, either died doing it. I mean, I don't think anyone. Well, maybe there's been like one or two deaths, but yeah, like you're either gonna die because you want it so bad, but you just aren't good enough, or yeah. you're gonna quit because you're not strong enough, like mentally strong enough. Yeah, and he he talks about, and obviously he's given countless interviews too, but he talks about in the book about how like he, you know, if you make it through that training and you pass and you become a Navy SEAL. You know that if you get deployed anywhere in the world with a group of Navy SEALs, all those guys that are with you went through the same same thing you did, and they are certified badass motherfuckers. Like the baddest, certified killer, most badass people on the fucking planet. Like Spartans, you know what I mean? There's there's a reason that SEAL Team Six flew into enemy territory, which we weren't supposed to be in, and killed the leader of Al Qaeda, and then just flew out. Yeah. In and I mean, out, no deaths besides two, I think. I'm telling you, dude, you should check the book out at some point. I know you're not like I've, a big I've reader, read it but before, but it's been a long time. It blew me away, man. I was I, I thought the book is far superior to the movie. I, I really like the movie still, but um the book gives it a whole different perspective. Right. But they could make a, they could probably make a full movie on the, the training, but yeah. at the same time you can't make a full movie on the training yeah. because not you really can't. anyone no one's coming to that story for that right. part but, of it. But, but you also don't want to give away the secrets of what makes, you know, probably our military the most scared military in the world. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, we could drop a team off and all of a sudden they clear out a city and they're back on you know on their way home yeah well it's he like, again that's what i was talking about where he was saying like if, if if you drop off like he was basically kind of saying like five navy seals are worth x amount of regular soldiers you know what i mean like well, these guys are like the most badass you can possibly get basically i don't know why i'm drawing a blank on the movie with bradley cooper as a sniper why american sniper american sniper <laughs> jeez bro i could not think of that movie literally the name of what he does yeah. is in the american movie sniper. is in the title of the movie well he's but. a navy seal too you know he was oh, a yeah. navy seal yeah. um and parts of that movie when he's like you know what? i'm gonna go down and walk with the marines that are in the streets and he goes i'm gonna go show them how it's done i'm like yeah but they're marines you know they're badasses too and he goes walking in there and they're looking at him like you know, he's like a godlike figure walking in front of them, helping them clear these buildings. And I'm like, yeah, if you've got that, the Navy SEAL, you know, title, you're just respected. Like, yeah, it's no a, one's going to fuck with you. It's a whole other level of training. Like, there's the Green Berets, which is like the Army version of the Navy SEAL. Right. Which, excuse me, which, you know, I've heard is close to the Navy SEAL, but just not as like, not there. Yeah. And but, obviously. But they're close. I don't know all the like special branches and stuff and like all these special teams and stuff, but uh, I've heard a little bit about it from people who know people who are in it and all that kind of stuff. But I, all I know is my experience of reading this book and hearing what he went through to become a Navy SEAL. And um, I can say with probably 100% certainty that I couldn't make it through that training. There's not a fucking chance I could make it through that. I mean, you could if you really wanted it. Like, but the, I guess. But maybe. you have to, it, it's all about like, 
And I tell people this. I think 99% of it is your mental right. toughness. I tell people. But you also have to be in like remarkably good right. shape they're, to they're even like, show up. You have to be up. in such good shape. And I'm like, well, you have to be in good. Yeah. Before you just roll in, you can't be yeah. 250 pounds of just a yeah. sack of shit. Yeah. But I'm like, if you're not mentally tough. You're not going to make You're it. not going to make it. Because it's all. If you can mentally keep yourself in check, your body's going to work with your brain much right. better. And you're going to be able to function and do things. You know, they put you in freezing cold water and they're like, just lay there and let the waves crash over your head. Yeah. They do that even in like regular, you know, training. Basically, the whole thing is, the whole thing is like, we're going to get, we're going to put you through the most rigorous hell-like training of your life off of like as little sleep as humanly possible. We're going to make sure you don't so have a soul like, is what yeah. we're trying to so do. So by the end of it, you're just more tired than you've ever been and you're also doing more strenuous physical exercise than like any human being is asked of on the entire planet, basically. And then you're going to go into the worst situations you could possibly think of and uh, fight off an entire army like the brave yeah. soldiers in 300. But that's why they put those guys through that is because they're like, we want you, if you... If you encounter a situation where it is the worst circumstances you could possibly find yourself in, it's still not as bad as what you did in training, basically. Right. So, like, you, they just... Training is meant to break them. And right. And if they break, they're like, we can't rely on you. But if you don't break, they're like, fuck. Yeah, they're like, we could throw this guy into the fucking meat grinder and it's not going to matter. You know what I mean? Anyway, but, but Long Survivor, movie. good movie. We went on a, <laughs> we went on a little uh, tirade there. But. The, uh, starting off the four stars, we have the Dallas Buyers Club. Have you ever seen Dallas? That's Buyers one Club? with Matthew McConaughey, right? Mm -hmm. I think I've the, seen like bits and pieces, but never the whole thing. This is the movie that won him his Oscar, um, and not well I, I remember watching the Oscars this year because I was paying special attention because Leah was up for Wolf of Wall Street for best best leading actor, and McConaughey beat him this year for Bet Dallas Buyers Club. And I remember and when he says this year, he means the year twenty thirteen, right? Not twenty thirteen, twenty twenty one, early in the year. Um, when I saw that, I was initially pissed because it was like one of Leo's best roles. I think one, Wolf of Wall Street is one movie. of his best roles. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is one of his best shots to ever win it. Leo had still not won his Oscar at that point. I had not seen Dallas Buyers Club. And after the Oscars, I saw it. And I remember going, okay, fair enough. <laughs> you, you, I was like, he, des it. he deserved it. He deserved, he deserved it. it. Matthew McConaughey absolutely fucking kills it in this movie. It's, uh, it's more of a drama than... Um, Wolf of Wall Street is Wolf of Wall Street's more of like a dramedy, you know. It's there's a lot of comedy in it, but um, Dallas Buyers Club, based on a true story, very incredible story. That guy Ron Woodruff that he that he portrays in that movie, but it is pretty amazing what he does. Like he, when you watch it, you're like, I can see how this guy won the best acting Oscar. Yeah. It makes sense. Well, then we have Fruitvale Station. Never seen it. Fruitvale Station is a good one. It's another heavy one. I, I think if you're not it's it's also based on a true story and i don't i don't again forgive me for not knowing a lot of the details about like the actual uh, person and everything but basically this black guy gets shot by some cops in like a train station um and i think it's in new york for basically doing nothing you know one of those stories so pretty fucking dark and not exactly uplifting but really good movie this is michael b jordan probably one of his earlier more famous or one of the one of the famous roles earlier in his career that kind of uh, I would say launched him into movie stardom because since then he's just been kind of cranking out bangers and he was in like Black Panther and he's been in the new Tom Clancy movie and he's on all kinds of shit so um, I see you're looking it up over there so, but yeah it's based on a it's based on a true it looks story. like it was in California oh maybe it was in California yeah but it's heavy i would say it's very heavy so if you're not one to watch a heavy movie i would not recommend it but it's very good and he he's very great in it as well so well the next one we have is gravity which is the one with tom hanks and uh um i wanted to say sandra bullock but it's not sandra bullock it's um no it is is it sandra bullock and it's not tom hanks <laughs> Jeez, i'm all over the place with my <laughs> memory right now you're close though who, who would you guess it was other than tom hanks because it's like a very, it's like a similar contemporary to him. Not Dolph Lundgren, no. But that would have been a great one. You'd have had a cosmonaut with uh, Sandra Bullock in space. I'm like, it's a guy like Tom Hanks. And you're like, Dolph Lundgren. It's like, um, not, not like Tom Hanks. Clooney. George yes, Clooney. Yes. George Clooney, Sandra Bullock. Um, I believe this is Alfonso Cuaron directed this. He's the guy who did Children of Men, which is a fucking amazing movie. Um, this movie is pretty visually stunning and a very, very good movie. 
Um, it's not my favorite space movie. Obviously, we've talked about Interstellar countless times on this podcast. That's my favorite space movie probably. But Ever. Gravity's really good. And I think just for the visuals alone, it's worth watching. I mean, it's one of those kind of like, you know, grab, grab the chair. You're like stressed the whole time about what's happening kind of movies because it's – it's and it's and it's very it's not futuristic in the way that Interstellar is. It's like space technology, space travel that we have now. Some astronauts up on the International Space Station, and like what would happen to them if shit went very wrong right. with the with the International Space Station. So, um, I would definitely recommend that movie. You know, kind of weird. There's not a, like a big conversation around gravity still to this day. But I remember it was like an Oscar nominated movie for multiple things. I think probably because Quaron got nominated there was like for director, got Apollo nominated for best 13 picture and, that people were always like, this is what would happen if you travel in space. Yeah. Were like, all right, that's, that's all we need to see is like <laughs> that. Or there's life where they're like, yeah, there's a, we don't just, if, if we ever capture an organism in space, don't try and grow it and bring it to life. Yeah. Dickheads. It's just weird that like, there's a lot of space movies that get made and not all of them become these like cultural events. And it seems like Gravity had like a big moment the year it came out, and then like not really anyone talks about that movie anymore. So. Like The Martian was great. Yeah, everyone you, like talked, hyped it up, and like I think we should maybe do a. Well, we kind of talked about a lot of space movies on our space episode, but I was like, we could go through like our all time rankings of space movies if you want, because like I'm not a, a I'm ones. not as big on The Martian as a lot of people are. I thought it was okay. I mean, my top three right now would be Interstellar, Apollo 13, The Martian. Yeah. I need to rewatch Apollo 13. I haven't seen that in a really long time. But Interstellar's hands down my favorite. Yep. And then I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think about the other ones. But I liked The Martian. I just remember leaving The Martian thinking like, okay, it was okay. It, was, it it's could e- have been better. It's even pretty good. But like, it was like, I mean, Matt Damon like won a Golden Globe for best supporting or yeah, best leading actor and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, I don't know, man. It, it like could have, It could have been better. I don't think it's as good as everyone says it is. That's just my only thing. It's not a bad movie. I just don't think it's as good as everyone says it is. Well, what about Nebraska? Because that's the next movie on the list at four star. And I've never even heard of this movie. Dude, Nebraska is another movie that I don't hear anyone ever talking about anymore. But it I've was like an heard of Oscar-nominated movie. movie in the year 2013. It's shot in black and white. And uh, I don't really remember much of what happens about the plot. But it's a very like small scale kind of family drama thing and i really really liked it i thought it was a good movie i have not seen nebraska since it came out but it's I, just I, northeast I of us it. move on matt what's the next movie uh well the next movie is out of the furnace out of the furnace is a straight up banger this is an underrated movie if anyone is listening to this movie and you have not seen Out of the Furnace, you should definitely give it a give it a shout uh, or give give it a watch. This give is an excellent movie. Um, Christian Bale is in this one, I believe. I I would have to double check who the director is and who else is in the movie, but I think Zoe Zaldana is in it. Um, fuck, I can't remember who else is in it, but it's kind of like a it's like a gritty crime thriller set in like a. American town that has kind of, you know, kind of like a, how Detroit used to be, where it used to be like this industrial town where like all of the jobs have kind of left and it's this yeah. very kind of like poor rural area. Um, it's set like in a town like that. And Christian Bale is kind of like an ex convict, I think. I'm a little hazy on a lot of the plot details, but I was a big fan of this movie. Out of the Furnace is a really good movie. The director's like Scott Cooper or something like that, I want to say. Um, and he's made a few movies like this that are, I think actually they ended up, I could be wrong about this. I have to double check it, but I, I think Christian Bale and this director reunited for hostels that came out a few years later. I think you've seen Great hostels, right? Movie. The Western yes. fantastic. Fucking Great movie. movie. So I think it's the same director. So if you liked hostels, I think you would like out of the furnace as All well. Right, I'll check into it. Well, jumping into the four and a half stars. we got three of these until the only five star. We have 12 years a slave. Yeah, I mean, what can you say about 12 Years a Slave? It's a really, really, really well-made movie. Like, it's a fantastic movie, but the subject matter is as dark and depressing as you can possibly get for obvious reasons. Um, Yeah, I've only seen it. Yeah, moving on to the next movie because it's a weird topic to talk about. There's a short list of movies that are amazing movies, but they're so hard to watch due to their subject matter. I'll probably never watch them again. This is one of them. 
I would say other examples would be like The Revenant that Leo won his Oscar for. I have never had any desire to rewatch The Revenant. It's just a tough watch. You know what I mean? It's yeah. really, really well made, and it's an excellent movie. But it's like I don't really want to revisit this any anytime soon. You know right. what I mean? The um, truth an, hurts. <laughs> another movie is uh, not Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, but um, Requiem for a Dream. Great movie. Fucking hard to watch, man. That is some rough subject matter in that movie. So, anyway, Twelve Years a Slave, really great movie, full of a bunch of tremendous acting performances. But subject matter is, you know, like I said, for obvious reasons, really, really dark. Um, so, again, kind of like Fruitvale Station, if you're not in the mood to watch something that's just going to kind of like rip your heart out, then I would not recommend watching 12 Years a Slave. Um, and, yeah, those are my thoughts on that movie. So, Well, the next one is Her. Dude, I will die on this hill any day. Her is one of the best movies I've ever seen. We're on a hill? D- yeah, metaphorically speaking. Ugh. Um, I finally convinced Taya to watch this because she made fun of me for the longest time. She's like, is that the movie where the guy just falls in love with his answering machine? And I'm like, it's a lot more complicated than that. Do you know what Her is? Have you ever heard of it? I've never watched it or heard of it. It's it's a Joaquin Phoenix movie from this year. um, Joaquin Phoenix movie. um, Scarlett Johansson, who plays Black Widow in the MCU, she voices this. You don't got to say who Scarlett Johansson is. If they don't know, then they don't know. Okay, well, I'm just, just for context. She voices this artificially intelligent system that in like it's it's like a near future movie and he lives in like LA he's kind of like this lonely guy he's recently gone through a divorce he buys this you know kind of like the apple of this world releases this new AI that you can put into like an earpiece basically and have with you it's like it'll manage all of your daily tasks for you and your phone so and like an like, Alexa kind of like, it's like a super advanced Siri or Alexa essentially but it's an AI and it like learns all the time. And if you're a female, you can have it be like a male. If you're a guy, you can have it be a female or a male, like whatever you want. If you just want it to be like a right. friendship or like whatever the fuck. But he, it's like, it's a love story between him and this AI thing, this advanced Siri. And I know that sounds really cheesy and corny to say, but it is a beautiful movie. And I will go to bat for this movie any fucking day. So go check on, it's I think awesome. it's our last episode or maybe the episode before where I argue that eyes will not have any emotional touch to him. This we'll is a perfect... S- we'll save that for a different discussion yes. so we don't get into it now, but... If you want to see an example of what an AI would be like if it had emotional intelligence, this is a perfect movie to watch. You never see the AI. It's all audio, so it's just him having conversations with her the whole time. But, dude, this is an excellent fucking movie, and I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks if their opinion about me changes because I like this movie. This movie's amazing, and I will go to bat for this movie any day. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, the next one is <laughs> Short Term 12. Never Short Term 12, criminally underrated. Um, Brie Larson, who plays Captain Marvel now in the MCU, she's probably best known for that at this point. She's also in, I don't know what car commercials she does now, but she's in like a lot of car commercials for some company. But um, this is like one of the earlier roles that I had seen her in. She also won an Oscar for the movie Room, which is incredible. Um, Short Term 12 is just a really, really good movie. It's definitely like a drama. Tends to be pretty sad, but it's basically she works at like a... I don't know what you would like... It's like foster care essentially, and she's like a. I don't know if she's a social worker. I don't know what the correct like term for her job is, but she's like in charge of all these kids, and it's like from like really really young kids up to what do you you age out at eighteen, right? You can't be when you become an adult. So all the way up to like let's say seventeen year olds, Um, and it's just her like with these. It's like her. This new guy gets hired as a social worker because someone else had left, and she's teaching him the job, and it's all about her having these emotional connections with these kids and trying to help them through these horrible periods of their life. And then you find out more about her backstory and she had a really rough upbringing and she was in foster care and her boyfriend is as well. And that's kind of like why they do what they do to like help these kids and stuff. Really, really good movie. Criminally underrated. Definitely go check it out. Okay. That's my pitch. (laughs) Well, the final movie that Zach didn't watch in the year 2013, but saw later on is the only five star and a phenomenal fucking movie is Captain Phillips. Yeah. Which, if you don't know, is based on a true story of yes. a ship that was taken over by Somali pirates mm-hmm. and Navy SEALs come to the rescue. Yep. yep. There we go. Looping it back to Lone Survivor. So I take it you've seen Captain Phillips then. Oh, yeah. Great, great, great movie. Yeah. 
so good. In fact, I need to rewatch that movie sometime soon because it's amazing. I've only seen it. I think I may have rewatched it like one other time after I, f- I first saw it, but haven't seen it in years. Dude. But probably, oh. honestly, like Tom Hanks, I'm not going to lie. Tom Hanks is one of my favorite all-time actors. But in the last like 10 years, he's had a lot of movies that I've just kind of so-so on. This one is a straight banger. Dude, this is one of the best movies he's done in the last 15 years, for sure. Well, dude, this movie is also like a reason why, like, I'm kind of going off like a random tangent, but like some of these shipping container ships now hire armed security mm-hmm. guards that will travel with them for pirate reasons. And I've watched like YouTube videos and stuff on them, and they don't hold back. I mean, yeah. these like pirate boats will get close and they're just unleashing on them, and the boat like turns around, and I'm like, they don't hold back because you can't sit there and wait for like a warship to come and try right. and escort you. You got to just right. you gotta defend yourself. Off. And I'm like, I mean, the smaller pirates, you guys got big balls to be trying to take over Especially these just cargo ships. From what it seems like to me, they just kind of like roll up in these little like dinky little boats. And just trying to like take over. Throw like a ladder up and, and like, try and climb up. That's pretty fucking bold. Yeah. Um, I would, it just reminded me when you were talking about this because, you know, we, we've covered and we will when we do more of these kind of movie flashback redos but the movie Deepwater Horizon that we both saw together Dude. that we absolutely loved remember so. I, remember I was telling you that I don't remember a lot of that story like as it was happening I remember like the oil spill and seeing the news coverage about that but I don't remember the explosion on the rig and how many people died so, and all that kind of stuff so what I was going to say is do you remember this story when it because it was like a national international news story? I don't really remember I, this very well. Being I don't on remember the news. this one very well being on the news because it hits different than, say, something like Deepwater Horizon. Right? Yeah, Deepwater yeah. Horizon is more of a you can use it as a political talking point mm-hmm. about you know like the whole like oh the oil industry is so bad blah 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 bunch of bullshit. Um. But like this one, it's it's one ship where I think it's like a crew of thirteen or something. Right, right. And it's a lot mo- much smaller of a scale. It happens of, halfway yeah. across the world from us, mm-hmm. and I think they they want to keep that kind of thing under wrap a little bit tighter, just because of you know they didn't just nicely handcuff everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, th- there was some death involved. Yes. Um. Whereas like Deepwater Horizon, there was death involved in, as far as an accident, but then there was a um, not natural disaster, but more of a, I guess you could say it's a natural disaster with the ocean cleanup. You know, there wasn't anything hurt besides maybe a cargo ship was delayed on its route, right? Um, so I think that's why our national, and, and like I said, it happened halfway across the world, not off the Gulf Coast. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's why we probably heard a lot more is, we probably didn't watch national news yeah. as like the Fox news and stuff like that. Um, whereas the local news was covering mm-hmm. what was happening. Well, and I guess it's a good thing. We could probably look this up too, but obviously the movie captain Phillips comes out in 2013, but the story had obviously happened prior to that. I'm not sure when, what year this story actually takes place. Probably not too much prior to 2013 but you'd have to double check me um so it came out but i mean you're probably right i mean we were probably not paying too much attention to like international news stories at that point in our lives because i mean 2013 i would have been like a freshman or sophomore in college so i probably would have been able to pay more attention then but if it 2009 so there you go so we were freshmen in high school at that point so not really so we didn't pay attention to the news yeah not really paying attention to the news we were playing call of duty yeah playing football on call of duty um but yeah, I mean, Captain Phillips is a tremendous movie. I think if anyone who's listening has not seen it, definitely uh, give it the time, check it out. It's one of, I, I, I honestly think one of Tom, or not, yeah, I was going to say Tom Cruise, one of Tom Hanks' best roles, for sure within the past 15 years, like maybe the best movie I've seen him in in a long time. Dude, he's in a lot of these movies where there's like shit that goes on like this, like this and solely yeah. and... Um, well, there. I was just gonna think there was another one too. Well, he did this movie that I haven't seen called Greyhound for Apple TV Plus. Have you? Seen, I, I don't have. Apple have you seen TV that one? Um, and he's a he's the captain of a ship in World War II. So he plays a lot of captains. He's always a captain of some some sort of transportation some vehicle situation, and then something goes wrong. So. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things. Like uh, it's one of those movie character tropes. Like. How much has the U.S. government spent getting Matt Damon's character out of difficult to get to places? Right. How many? How many uh, transportation vehicles has a Tom Hanks character been involved with that has fucking crashed or been taken <laughs> or <laughs> taken floated through ransom? space? Yeah, exactly. You got Apollo thirteen in there. I mean, there's plenty of examples. Uh, if you're a character, 
on some sort of a you know transportation ship with Tom Hanks as the captain. Things are probably not going to go well, but um, Captain Phillips just a great fucking movie. Yep. Definitely highly recommend. Can't say a bad thing about it. Yeah, maybe so, besides it's a little long in some places, but but that that's, was that's part uh, of the story in the movies is like you yeah. got to build that suspense. That was like you said the only five star one I gave to the kind of updated list of the twenty seven that I added. I think there was how many five star ones were there on the original list? Four. There was American it, Hustle, uh, Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog, The Wolf of Wall Street, and Thor: The Dark World. Okay. Um, so now let's hop over into the top fives now that we've covered the whole list. So, um, obviously if you listen to our original 2013 flashback episode, um, you already know this, but here was the original top five as of when I made this list in 2013, American hustle, number one, Wolf of wall street, number two, the Hobbit, the desolation of smog, number three, the secret life of Walter Mitty, number four, and star Trek into darkness, number five. Um, I remember when we, when we did this episode, I told you the I, for years, I've been going back and forth on the first two there. I'm a giant fan of American Hustle, but The Wolf of Wall Street is one of my all-time favorite Right, Every time you watch it, it gets better. It's so fucking good. So that's why I was like, I'm going to revisit these lists, which has kind of spurred this whole topic of conversation, which is why we're here today. So I did some updates. Um, I think I actually, these are not on all of my lists, but I, that year I did like a sleeper of the year and a best superhero movie. Um, I changed the best superhero movie from my original take of Thor The Dark World to The Wolverine retroactively. And Shocker. I changed Sleeper of the Year from The Iceman to Short Term 12. Um, I think both of those movies definitely very underrated. You should check them out. But I think Short Term 12 is a better movie. And I think The Wolverine is a better movie than Thor The Dark World. Um, okay. Now that brings us to the updated top five. And these are Zach's top five. I'll tell you my top five after. I was going to say, do you have yours ready? Did you well, Did you kind of concoct I'm, one I'm, or do you want to just go? I'm trying to remember because uh, I had to rest my, my old laptop in the old drawer the other day. Uh, but I remember I had The Hobbit. I had The Wolf of Wall Street. I believe I had uh, Were the Millers and uh, Monsters University. Okay. Um, yeah, that and, sounds familiar. And then uh, I can't remember the fourth one, but I want to say it was Anchorman 2. Okay. I think yeah. those were my top five. Um, obviously, you know, if you're listening to this, go back, check out the original episode. You will definitely hear Matt's top five on there. I think uh, Matt would probably have to go back and re-listen to the episode himself to remember exactly what he picked. But I think that does sound pretty familiar. I think I remember you picking those. Um, so... Again, I just listed my original top five from 2013. There are some similarities, but I think I replaced at least two of the movies on my new one. So the updated top five as of 2020 when I had uh, approached this last year when I was doing this retroactively goes as follows. So starting from number five, still Star Trek Into Darkness. No change there. Um, number four Instead of being The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, I picked Her, which I just went on my little tangent about. I think Her is a fantastic movie. Um, number three, I switched from The Hobbit, Desolation of Smog, to Captain Phillips, which we just got done gushing about. Number two and number one switched around, and I put number two, American Hustle, number one, The Wolf of Wall Street. Because I honestly think when I take a step back and really think about it, in 2013, I was just really high on American Hustle for whatever reason, and I, and I still am. It's a very, very good movie that I really enjoy and I rewatch all the time, but it's not better than The Wolf of Wall Street. The Wolf of Wall Street's a better movie. So good. Well, my new top five would be – I'm going to just go from one because it will be easier that way. Uh, I would have Wolf of Wall Street as number one as well. I would do Lone Survivor at two. Okay. Captain Phillips at three with you. Probably The Hobbit at four, and then I would probably throw in um, either The Internship or have We're the Millers at five, to be honest with you. I like oh, no, wait. <laughs> okay. The Family. Ah, that would sneak in at okay. five for okay. me. Okay. A heavy year for action for me. Yeah. I like how um, my – top fives end up being a lot of dramas or actions or like a site. There's a lot of sci-fi movies in there too. You throw in comedies quite a bit. I've noticed. I throw in what I like. I like never have comedies in my top five. I like comedy movies, but I never really find myself seeking out comedy movies. I would much rather gravitate towards drama and action. 
I gravitate towards, I mean, I'll gravitate towards certain dramas and actions, but sometimes I'm at the point in my day where I'm like, I just need something to relax. I don't yeah. need something yeah. to have my brain like get twisted around and be like, wow. Like, you need something with intense. some levity. Yeah. Like, let me watch, you know, people just make fun of each other or just funny random things mm-hmm. and, and just enjoy life. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love sitting down and watching an internship or something like that. But um, yeah, I think, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just, I never, I honestly genuinely think too, com- I think comedies, just the way they're constructed, don't really ever lend themselves to being like Oscar nominated movies or like considered well, see, in the top five, top tens so, of the year. You so know that's what I mean? Where I think All he, of those are always dramas. It right. Seems well, like, see, this is I mean? where I think I watch, I rate my movies based on me enjoying watching them. Yeah. And I know you do part of that. Yeah. But you also come at it from like an analytical, like if you were reviewing this movie, you kind of go more in depth as far as like a review instead of being like, I really enjoyed this movie without going into reasons. I just really had fun watching it and enjoyed it. You go into reasons, which will then like alter certain opinions on, Oh, you know, his acting was subpar compared to this actor. So I gave this one a half a star Mm -hmm. higher. I'm like, I enjoyed this movie more than I enjoyed these movies. Yeah. I'm going to just put it here. These are all great, but if I'm going to pick out of these 10 movies, that one will win Yeah, if I pick first, and then I'll pick the other ones. Well, I just more kind of is like yeah, a, I think you're right, and, and you bring up some good points because I do kind of do that, and I'm, I've always been forever fascinated by this idea of what you think is the best versus what you think is your favorite because, you know, I, think, I pick my favorites. Yeah, I think if you asked me, like, especially let's just pick, like, this year, for example. If you asked me, like, Zach, what do you believe are the top five best movies of 2013? It's a different list than what my favorite movies are. Well, yeah, you know and, what I mean? And, and mine would be, too, but I, I don't sit there and analyze the movies when I'm watching them to right, even right. really be able to build up. I mean, I will in certain movies, like how I've said with, like, the more recent Star Wars. I think the CGI can affect it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Compared to the older ones, I mean, the older ones you can tell are a little bit cheesier, but then the newer ones I think are cheesy as well, just because of like the graphics. So I'll analyze like certain things like that, but I'm not going into like in depth analysis of it. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I'm like it was a yeah. shit movie. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, this list that that I've put together, especially for my top fives, are movies that I thoroughly enjoy watching. Right. Like, I can't even tell you how many times I've rewatched The Wolf of Wall Street, American Hustle. I've rewatched Star Trek in the Darkness a shit ton of times. Probably the only two on my new list that I haven't rewatched a bunch are her and Captain Phillips. But like these are movies that I not only think are great, but I also really enjoy watching them. Like just there there's there's moments where, you know, everyone kind of has your own little personal list of like if you have some time on a Friday or Saturday night and you're just wanting to rewatch an old favorite, like a comfort zone, you have your favorites that you go to where you're like, I'm just going to pop this in and watch it. One of mine is Wolf of Wall Street. Gross. I can't tell you how many times I've just popped in Wolf of Wall Street because I'm just like, I just feel like watching this movie again. Just don't watch it on an airplane if you're on an aisle seat when they're in the bedroom or in the baby's bedroom. Because uh, yeah, that yeah. scene gets a little uh, not... Oh, well, I did the same thing except plain. for on a different scene where like, it literally... <laughs> opens with like this chick's ass just pointing in the air you know what i mean and he's coming up behind her with the coke and i'm like oh like i was watching it on this laptop on an aisle seat in an airplane and i was like people are gonna think i'm watching porn i need to pick like the wolverine or something this is maybe not the right, right movie to be watching but yeah but then you get into it and you're like great great fucking it's so good dude it's so good have you ever seen american hustle do you know which movie i'm talking about I've seen bits and pieces, but not the whole thing. I know what movie you're talking yeah. about. I just haven't. Dude, it's seen really good, and it's got a stacked cast. And it's, um, I've seen American Psycho. That's a weird movie. It's good, but it's very <laughs> weird. Yeah, I'm just gonna bring you back to my apartment. Turn the music really. That's got to be like one of the one of the weirdest movies that Christian Bale's ever done. I feel like Christian Bale's been in a lot of fantastic movies, and a lot not of people love lot, not a, a lot of people love American Psycho. I'm not really that fond of it, but I have seen it, and it's it's a fucking strange one. Um, but yeah, that is the 2013 movie flashback redo or part two or however you want to call it. So we're kind of starting back from the beginning. We'll probably periodically revisit these and go, you know, 2014, 15, all the way up through 2020. Um, obviously for these really recent years. So like for 2020 and then for this year, 2021, it doesn't make as much sense to kind of retroactively go back and be like, well, which movies have I seen since then? Just cause they're so recent. Um, but 
you know, for these ones, especially for 2013, you know, that's like eight years ago. I mean, so I've seen obviously 27 additional movies that were released in 2013 that I had not seen that year. So it makes it more interesting to kind of go back and uh, check it out and look at it and kind of revisit the top five and then what you think were some of the good movies and stuff. And plus, um, I, you know, from time to time when we do these podcasts, I'll pull up these lists and then email you the spreadsheet and like the list so you can have a look at it. And I'll kind of go through and I'm like, I forgot about that movie. I should rewatch that one. Or, oh my God. I forgot about that one too. Like there's some of them that just kind of like slip through the cracks and you saw them once and you forget about it. And you're like, so many movies Hey, that movie was released. actually pretty fucking cool. I should rewatch that sometime. So it's nice to have like a list to go to, to be, yeah. to just kind of look up stuff like that. But, um, yeah, there you go. So, um, thanks everybody for listening. Um, you know, this has been one of my favorite pastimes is just to talk about movies, and this podcast definitely gives me an avenue to do that. So I appreciate you coming along for the ride. And uh, like I said, we'll be revisiting these, doing the kind of the part twos leading up to like an ultimate. We'll eventually compile an ultimate top five of like the last, you know, eight or nine years. And that should be a fun time kind of debating those movies. I think there there'd probably be some some good debate for that Very episode good of like you know, if you if you're taking literally the top fives from every year and put, pitting them against each other and saying, okay, what's your ultimate top five and like what's the best movie or what's your favorite movie of the last eight years? That's gonna be pretty tough to decide. It'll be so, a good debate. It'll be fun. Yeah. So anyway, um, thanks for anyone who is tuning into the Twitch stream or who is gonna watch the uh, replay later on YouTube or on Twitch. Um, if you haven't checked out our Twitch and you listen to the podcast feed, which is where you're listening to this right now. Thank you for the support, but definitely go check out the Twitch stream at some point. It's free to make an account. Look us up. We're just browsing. Um, and you can kind of like, like we said at the beginning, you can hop in and interact with us live while we're recording these. And we always kind of hang on for a few minutes after the podcast recording is done and, and shoot the shit for a little bit. So that's always fun. But um, yeah. So thanks for the support, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back uh, next week with another episode on, we don't know yet. So on, we'll decide that day. <laughs> we'll, we'll decide that day and we'll, uh, you'll know when we know. So yeah. uh, thanks for tuning in everybody. All right. Till next time. Bye. <laughs>